Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome. Says God will never leave Himself without a witness. Uh, 
and I believe that we are available as the witnesses of God in this generation. You know, God will bring, God will take you through different stages of life. And he wants you to uh, praise him throughout all those stages. That in your poverty you say, God is great. So that the poor people must never have an excuse at the judgment. In your richness you say, God is good. So that rich people must never have an excuse. In your sickness you say, God is good. So that sick people must never have an excuse. So God is taking you through all those stages so that he's got witnesses at all the stages of life. Ah, he's an awesome God. I mean, I agree that he's an awesome God. Yo, this God, the moment we begin to speak about his goodness and mercy, time won't do justice. Amen. Let's see. God bless you, musicians. Let's turn to the book of Revelations 12. Revelations 12, verse 7. I think we'll just read from verse 7 to verse 9 and take our seats and carry on while you are sitting down. Is it there? Revelation 12, verse 7. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought and his angels. And prevailed not. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out. That old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth. And his angels were cast out with him. Maybe let's just get verse 10. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength. And the kingdom of our God. And the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down. Which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. And by the weight of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and he that dwell in them. 
Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil has come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. As we bow, his brother Masuma come and just bless the reading of the wind. Shall we pray? Our Heavenly Father, the great I am, Lord, we thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Father, for the great opportunity you've given us this morning mm. just to come up around the table of life and share the word of God. That's right. Thank you for what you've done in our lives. We thank you, Lord, for your love. We thank you for your grace and what you are about to do in our lives, O oh, Lord. Here we are, Lord, as the band of your people about to share the word of God. We invite you, Father, to come and anoint it mightily, O oh Lord. Mm. Speak to our hearts in a special way. Let it, be so. Let it be that when we leave this place, we can say, surely the Lord has spoken to Bet our lives, O oh Lord. Father, we read a scripture where you said the devil was cast out of heaven. Mm. And who unto those that are the inhabitants of the earth. Mm. And we thank, Lord, thy power has moved us mm. out of the world, O God, yes. into Goshen, O Father. That's right. That even if we are here at this point in time, O Lord, we are not here. Exactly. Yes. We give you all honor. We give you all the praise. Come and speak through your servant here mm. and come and listen through us, O Lord. Let it be so. In the mighty name of our Father, the Savior Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. You may take your seats. Amen. I'm not going to be that long, God willing, but I want to speak about the devil's agenda. Amen. I want to speak about the devil's agenda. You know, God is revealed, but the devil is exposed. Yes. Uh, hallelujah. Yes. You can't reveal Satan. <laughs> Amen. Because the revelation is divine. But once uh, God, God is revealed... And once God is revealed, then the devil is exposed. Amen. Are you with me this morning? Now, brother, let's read John 10, verse 10. It's just there on my slide. Oh, there we go. The devil cometh not, but for to steal. I am aware that it says the thief, but that thief is the David. Amen. It's not the misreading. That's the David. He cometh not but for to steal. Oh, you can read with me. Oh, are we agreeing that that thief is the David? I hope we've got consensus on that one. Oh, let's say the thief because you see the thief. The thief cometh not, 
but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. That sums up the agenda of Satan. To steal, to kill, and to destroy. Destruction is his DNA. So I said I want to speak about the devil's agenda. How many are fighting against Satan in the building? How many consider it a privilege to be citing fighting on God's side. Yeah. Uh, if you say, I'm not fighting, remember there was war in heaven. Uh, the war started not here on earth, it started in heaven. Amen. So, since it has been raging throughout the ages and we want to look into, into it. So, we're going to fight until we live here. Uh, Christianity is not a bed of roses, it's a battle. Amen. Uh, amen. And the battle, sh- and you can't dictate to your enemy and say, look, uh, I want you to punch me this way, and I don't want the, your punches to be that intense. You can't dictate how the devil is going to fight. It's like a guerrilla warfare. He fights however way, and by whatever means he wants to bring you down. And similarly, even you, you've got to fight back. Amen. Amen. Don't be gentle with Satan. He has to be fought. And be destroyed as well. Now, the prophet says in this message, the oneness of unity, paragraph 11, he says, and you know, That's God's plan. God wants the people to be one. And it's strange to think, but the devil tries to put his plan into existence and make the people one under his plan. Now God has a plan. The devil has a plan. God has a plan. The devil has a plan too. And the devil is trying to get all people under his plan. While God is trying to get people to be one under his plan. So there is the devil, there is God. The devil has a plan, God has a plan. God wants to bring people under his plan. The devil wants to bring people under his plan too. As we carry on in 12, he says, so... There is two great spirits in the world. One of them is the devil. The other is God. So the summation of the forces upon the face of the earth can be summed up into two categories. There is one spirit of God and there is another spirit of the devil. There are God's people and there are the devil's people. Are you with me this morning? You don't worry about how many churches, how would it boils down to two powers, the devil power and God's power. So there is two great spirits in the world. One of them is the devil, the other is God. The devil has messengers. That means if he's got messengers, he's got messages. 
Hallelujah. God has messengers. That means God has got messages as well. And we are at liberty to make our choice. That means the choice is not going to be made by God. It's not going to be made by the devil. It's going to be made by yourself. Hallelujah. The devil's messengers, we know who they are. His demons. And God's messengers are angels. Hallelujah. To, he says we've got to, we are at a liberty, we are at liberty to make our choice. To whom we will yield ourselves to. That's whose servants we are. So we have a choice as to who are we going to serve. We're either we're going to serve God or we're going to serve the devil. But both have got two spirits. The devil has a spirit, God has a spirit. The devil has messengers, God has the messengers, and we're going to make a choice. But I believe this morning we have already made our choice. We are not going to save the devil. We are not going to save his messengers or listen to his messengers. We're going to be the servants of the Most High God. But uh, I'm going to show you that the choosing as to who you serve doesn't take place here on earth. It took place some hundreds of billions of years ago. It just gets manifested here on earth. But the choice was made zillions of years ago. Are you still with me? Now, in the message, the greatest battle ever fought, paragraph 62, he says, this great first battle that was ever fought began in heaven when Michael and his angels fought against the Lucifer and his angels. It first started, the first battle was in heaven. So sin did not originate on earth, it originated in heaven. Do you see where it goes? I know Brother Brenham spoke about the original sin, how he showed that it was adultery in the Garden of Eden. That's the original sin on earth. But the original sin is in heaven. It was pride. Hallelujah. We're going to get into that. So this battle between Michael and Lucifer started in heaven. You know, there are times where I thought, before I came into the message, that heaven is such a, a, a peaceful and serene place. There is no wars in heaven. Not knowing that the first battle started right in heaven. Hallelujah. Not on earth, but it originated in heaven between Michael and Lucifer. Now, what I want us to go and check as we move along is to find who were Michael's angels and who were Lucifer's angels. Because a lot of times when you just look at the word angels, you are thinking of Gabriel, you are thinking of the cherubims and the seraphims, but we're going to check who were Michael's angels. And we're going to go and check who are Lucifer's angels. And where are they today and in what form are they in? This 
army that fought in heaven today is here on earth. This battle that once started in heaven is raging here on earth. And it's raging 24 hours. I don't know how many get a sense that there is a, there's just a, a, a demonic atmosphere upon the face of the earth. Even people that are not religious, they are saying something is wrong. And, and sometimes you, you, you look at a pattern. I remember the other time, I think it was between Leidenbeck and Nelspreit on the long-term pass, there was a spot where a, a, a bus that was loaded with British tourists uh, uh, rolled. It lost the control. Amazingly, just a few months down the line, around the same area not far, another bus with tourists as well lost control and they died. Now you ask yourself, whenever there is something happening, you watch. The devil does it here, he will do it there, he will do it there. And all of a sudden that demon disappeared, now another demon comes over. Are you with me? We, we, I think last Sunday I spoke about 22 young people that died in a tavern. Just this morning in Soweto, 14, 14 young people have been shot dead. Uh, you, do you see a pattern? You, know, you can't just say it's something that just happened. It's a demonic force. Uh, hallelujah. You look at the instability that is taking place. You look at Sri Lanka. Uh, 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 the entire population just bashed into presidential palace and bend it down. Uh, hallelujah. You look at Japan. They are just shocked that they don't have a proliferation of guns. But uh, for something, they say the foundation of their nation was shaken when their prime minister was shot with a homemade gun because it's difficult to get a gun in Japan. What's happening? It tells you there is just a, a, a cloud, a demonic cloud upon the face of the earth. But I believe if there is a demonic cloud, there's got to be a divine cloud because God is not fighting in heaven. God came down because he needs to fight where the battle takes place. Are you with me? Excuse me. <clears throat> now, in the message, the seal, the seal of Antichrist, paragraph 18. The prophet says, the right-hand man of Almighty God was Lucifer, the son of the morning. The first, God granted him almost co-workers with him. He was a co-worker, partly equal with God. You know, I was telling, I didn't know whether I was speaking to Pastor Makua some time back, and I said, even a devil worshiper that repents today cannot teach us about Satan. We know Satan better than devil worshippers. Uh, 
You know, you can work close with a man and not know a man. Uh, you can work with your boss, but you don't know your boss. The wife knows your boss better than you know the boss. Are, are you with me? Now, I've listened to many testimonies of devil worshippers. They are just full of gaps. And they still need to plant that idea that the devil is this animal with a fork and a taste. No, that's a denominational uh, theology. The devil is a spirit. Uh, are you with me? Uh, you, in this church, if you are a bona fide message believer, you know the devil even better than the witch doctor. You know his techniques, you know his schemes, you know his maneuvering. You, you can figure him out. Are you with me? Now, it's because there is no devil worshiper that can tell you that the devil was almost co-equal with God. But the prophet says there was, there was a, a certain element of co-equality, partly equal with him. He says only Satan could not create. And even today the devil cannot create. Hallelujah. There is on, why? Because there is only one creator. Amen. But a son of God through delegated authority can create. Amen. But the devil can never create. Amen. Now, God is the only creator. <clears throat> but Satan took something that God created and perverted it back into something else evil. This is where the battle begins. God creates, the devil perverts. And perverts the very thing that God created to be evil. The devil would never create a man. But the devil will pervert a man. The devil will never create a woman. But the devil will pervert a woman. The devil will never create a church but the devil will pervert a church. Amen. The devil will never create a family, but the devil will pervert a family. Amen. So the battle is between the original creation and its original intention and the perversion that is brought about by Satan. Yes. Are you with me, folks? Amen. Now, you, you see, perversion is, is, is dangerous. Because perversion, it means the devil won't deny you to be who you are. But he won't want you to be 100% the way you are. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Perversion is just a little bit of a tweak in what was created and to dilute its original purpose. I hope we are together here. But I say, we're going to fight against that perversion. Let's bring this other one in the message, the oneness of unity. He says, but the devil comes along and perverts that and causes the people to thirst after him with the things of the world. The devil creates a thirst as much as God creates a thirst. 
A lot of people today that you see upon the face of the earth and them going up and down and indulging in a lot of things, they are trying to quench a thirst. But uh, unfortunately, they try it with this, then it creates this problem. Then they try to fix this problem, and that problem creates that problem. So it becomes a vicious cycle. There is nothing perfect with Satan. There is no solution that comes from the devil that will be perfect. The only solution that shall be perfect and that will always be perfect, it comes from God and God alone. With the devil, it may look like it's the solution, but it's not the solution. It is the beginning of another problem. Are you still with me? What I'm simply saying, take no advice from the devil. It doesn't matter how good it sounds. Reject it and say, I will never be advised by the devil. Are you with me, folks? Then the Bible said, if ye love the world or the things of the world, the love of the Father is not in you. Then you see, the devil pervades. He can't create anything, but he can, pre- he can pervert what God has already created. The devil is not a creator. He is just a perverter of the original creation. And what you see is righteousness perverted. Are you still with me? Are you still with me? I hope I'm not going to lose you. I hope you are still with me. Brother, let's come back to the scripture that we just read before I carry on with my quotations. I'm going to come back to where we left off. Let's go back to the book of Revelation 12. It says, and there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought and his angels. So there was a a counterattack. And prevailed not. Satan has never tasted victory against God. Uh, This one, maybe let me repeat. The devil has never tasted even one victory against God. And in the same, on the flip side of the coin, God has never tasted one defeat from the devil. And prevailed not. So Satan prevailed not with his army. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. This is very profound. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. You know what it means? There is no someone that can take the devil to heaven. There is no someone that can take a demon to heaven. Because there is no more place for them in heaven. Are you still with me? Now, 
if somebody knows I've got no place at a certain place, don't you think you would spend time, I mean, if we go on a trip, and maybe we speak about going on a trip, maybe I don't have money to go, and people are busy talking about it, am I not going to discourage them? Why do you want to go to death when there is crime? <laughs> and you find that it looks, it looks, the concern sounds genuine and legitimate, but it's just to discourage those that have got the means and the capability to go to Deben and say, and I can bring even statistics and say, do you see what happened? Are you still with me? Why? Because I've got no place there. But uh, the people that have got a place there, they will fight it to go there. So what I'm simply saying, the devil will never preach any message that takes the people to heaven. It doesn't mean he will not speak about heaven. He will speak about heaven. It doesn't mean he won't sing about heaven. He will sing about heaven. But he will prevent people from going there because there is no place for him there. Are you still with me? And the great dragon was cast out. That old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. His deceiveth what? Russia, Germany, South Africa. I mean, South Africa were even more deceived than Americans. It embarrasses me at times. I used to think that America is far ahead with deception, but you goodness, South Africa is trekking far ahead. Amen. He deceiveth the whole, and he was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down. What does it mean? God doesn't have an audience with him anymore. Hallelujah. Which accused them before God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the weight of their testimony. Hallelujah. And they loved not their lives unto the death. Therefore rejoice ye heavens and he that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea I like how Masuma prayed and say, he is not, we are not here on earth because we have been placed in heavenly places. We are not the inhabitants of the earth, but we are people that have been placed in heavenly places. For the devil is come down unto you having great wrath. Why does he have a wrath? Because he knoweth that he hath but a shorter time. That means his time is already spent. Let's come back to my quotation, my brother. The next one. 
Now, you see, in denominations, we thought the devil has got this long tail and has got a fork where he bribes you in the, in the furnace. But now, when we come to the message, we know that the devil is a spirit. He cannot have a tail. The tail that is being spoken about here is not a, the T-A-I-L. It's the T-A-L-E. The prophet said, you know what that was now. His tail wasn't like a forked tail, like they say the devil has God. It was that tail, that lie that he told. So that means he swayed one third of heaven with just one lie. And the devil is a master because he normally does not tell 100% lie. It's 99% true with just 1% trick to it. He didn't start in the Garden of Eden. He started in heaven. I don't know what he told the one third that he swayed away to be on his side. But he must have told them a tale and they believed in that tale. Are you still with me? Now, these angels that he, the Bible speaks of here of the devil, these are demons today. And we're going to read a quotation but I'm more interested to know Michael's angels. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Because Michael's angels are not necessarily angels. Hallelujah. Yes. The devil's angels are demons, but Michael's angels are not necessarily angels. But we want to check who are these angels of Michael. Amen. But let's come here. Isaiah 45, it paints a picture that God was never shocked by Satan's behavior. <clears throat> verse 45, uh, Isaiah 45, verse 5. He says, I am the Lord, and there is none else. There is no God beside me. You know, I like what somebody said. Different religions have got different gods, but it seems like they've got only one David. Uh, are you with me? I've never found any religion disputing as to who's the real David. I'll pack, uh, I'll pack it there and move on. There is no God beside me. I get it to thee, though thou hast not known me, that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me. I am the Lord and there is none else. He emphasized there is none else. I form the light. Hallelujah. And create darkness. Hallelujah. I say the devil is not creator. Even darkness was not created by the devil. It was created by God for a purpose. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. I know it just rattled your nest. 
I create evil. Somebody can take this statement and say, oh, God created an evil. God, this scripture affirms that God created Satan. You know, sometimes we've got this idea as if the devil came from somewhere and God came from somewhere and they fought. The devil is God's creation. Hallelujah. God knew even the future of Satan. God knew the capabilities of Satan. God knew what the devil was going to do. There is nothing that the devil will ever do that will take God by surprise. Because God is the creator of the devil. You can never be defeated by what you have created. Hallelujah. Therefore, the Satan can never defeat God. But the devil was created by God. Are you still with me? Now, after he created him, Isaiah 14, verse 2. After he created the table, verse Isaiah 14, is it verse 2? Did I get it right? Why does it in Koran? I want it where it say, How art thou fallen from heaven? Verse 12. Oh, thank you. One went missing here. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of morning? How art thou cut down to the ground? If somebody, if we say somebody fell from somewhere, it means they did not live on their own accord. God descended, the devil fell. There's a difference. Now, O Lucifer, son of the morning, how art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? Every nation is weakened by Lucifer. Every nationality is weakened by Lucifer. You, you know, because of people esteeming their cultures to be more superior to others. I mean, the sociologists will call that ethnocentrism, where you deem your culture to be more superior to the rest of them. Uh, There are people that think that if you are in Africa, you are more closer to the devil than when you are in Europe. But later we have realized the Europeans are even more closer to the devil Because that's what the prophet taught us. Are you with me, folks? I hope we are together here. And you find that even some Africans, they don't think you'll ever find a white witch. But they exist. And you want to find them in your spoken word in Germany, there were 45 of them, 15 at each corner, playing with the tent. German witches. What I'm simply, I'm demonstrating that he has weakened all the nations. You, you, can't, you can't take this culture and say if people assimilate towards it, they'll be closer to God. All cultures are far away from God. 
There is only one culture that is far away from the devil. It's the heavenly culture. For thou hast said in thine heart. God is the heart, is the God of the heart. He's looking into the heart of Lucifer. For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Now, does heaven have stars? That is the question. Do we have stars in heaven? Our stars naturally are the product of the universe or the atmosphere. We're going to check what I'm seeing. What, the reason I'm saying that, I want you to just get it into your mind that these are not just the stars. These are stars of God. Maybe, brother, I'm getting excited here. Okay, let me not get excited. I'm going to lose the track if I run towards another slide. I will, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will, remember, I'm going to come back to the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the, on the, on the, of the congregation. In the sides of the north, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. We're going to check what are these clouds. I will be like the most high. It has always been the devil's ambition to be like God. And we're going to check why did he want to be like God. The devil didn't want to be a drunkard. He wants to be like God. Are you with me, folks? The devil didn't want to be a witch. The devil wanted to be like God. The ultimate ambition of the devil was to be like God. And this is where he loses quite a lot of people because what they think the devil is is not exactly what he is. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell, to the sides of the pit. There is no more place found for him in heaven, but he will be brought down to hell. And Brother Abraham say, Hell was created for the devil and his angels. Are you still with me? Let's come back to this. I need to go and dissect that scripture. Now, the seal of Antichrist, paragraph 18. I think I've just read. Something, this one I've just read. Let's carry on the next slide. Now, listen, I'm following up on the stars. Brother Brenham says in paragraph 221, Do you realize that you represent a star in heaven? Now, the devil wanted to ascend above the stars of God. And the prophet comes and says, do you realize you represent a star in heaven? So the stars being spoken of there is not just the star that you look in the atmosphere. It's the sons of God and the daughters of God. 
already tells you the devil even in heaven he was not above us the devil even in his original state where he did not fall he was not above us maybe somebody does not hear what I'm saying even when the devil was co-equal with God partly he was not above the sons and daughters of God he was below them and he had the desire to ascend above them and God rejected that and we rejected that too Every star in heaven represents. Are you reading with me, folks? Every star in heaven represents. It represents you. Did you know God told Abraham that his seed would be like the stars of the heaven? First, they were the they were the dust of the earth, and then in the resurrection, they were the stars of heaven, innumerable. Do you realize that? So. I say the devil always wanted to be above us, but he's below us. Amen. Question and answers, paragraph 635. He says, Now, the souls that were in prison, that repented not, were not angelic beings that had been brought down in the form of angels. But it was the spirits of those angelic beings that fell before the foundation of the world. Back there, when the war went on in heaven, Satan and dragon fought. Michael and the dragon fought. And Lucifer was cast out with all his children, all the angels, that he had deceived. And those angels come to the earth and were subjected then to become human. We'll come back to what he means by that. In one message he tells you those spirits fell and they became demons. And when the reason he says they became subject to human is because a demon without a body is not powerful. The demon cannot create the body. The devil, the demon needs the body to get into and bring perversion. This morning, if there are demons in the building, they are harmless. They've got to find a body to operate first. And furthermore, the Holy Ghost is in the building, but it cannot operate until the Holy Ghost finds a body. So once the battle that was in the angelic realm is now being fought in the human realm. I hope we are together. Now, question and answer 637, I'm still there. And those spirits that come from the throne of God and stand before the throne of God and lived and billions and billions and aeons of time before the world ever began in the presence of God, do you think they don't know something about worship? This spirit that he's speaking about is the spirit that became demons. He says they, want, they came from the throne of God and they stood before the throne of God. 
And there were there billions and billions and aeons of time before the world began. They were in the presence of God. He said, don't you think they don't know something about worship? He's speaking about demons here, folks. Are you still with me? The devil was a a worship leader. The devil knew how, how how to make God feel good. With his music ministry. The demons were there as angels and were saving him. They were in an environment of worship for eternity. Are you still with me? Don't you think when they come into time, they will try to pervert or or impersonate what they saw in eternity? The devil feels more comfortable in a church than in a beer hall. Oh, you have never heard that one. The devil is more at home in a church than he is in a brothel. The church is the most dangerous place because it's a place where the devil feels comfortable. But for you to know, for you to know and not to fall danger to the devil's name, you must have been there. I say you must have been there. They come down and get right into man. And they worship God. The spirits, once they get into a man, they worship God. Absolutely, they worship God. They have a knowledge of God. Demons have got more knowledge of God than people that are from a seminary. Uh, Brother, demons have got more knowledge of God than some church members. The demons have got more knowledge of God than some ministers. Are you still? Demons feel at home when they operate in a religious realm. Are you still with me? They have a knowledge of God. They are smart. They are and shrewd. And educated. Always. But God. But God. Rejected them from the beginning. He rejected their worship. He rejected their knowledge of him. They reje- he rejected their smartness. He rejected their shrewdness. He rejected their education. And if God rejected them there, he will reject them here. That's why education has never been a God's instrument to use. Use it to get a job, not with God. It's good for your CV, but it's not good for your worship. Are you still with me, folks? These are... Now, we are moving because every time you speak about demon, people think if somebody has got a foam coming out of his mouth and has lost a sense of orientation, they say, this is a perfect representation of a demon. Ah, brother, a demon sometimes is better represented behind the pulpit, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. But the people that were there with Michael, they have a sense of discernment. They can look beyond the utterance of the name of Jesus 
They can look beyond the form of worship and say, that's that old disdain that's happened. A believer is not just comfortable in any church. Finding a church is the most difficult thing for a believer. It's more difficult than finding a wife. Oh, if you have never thought, maybe you just think you see a sign and you walk in. Ah, oh, brother, you'll go to hell. Amen. Through the church way. Amen. Let's carry on. Now, let's look at the other angels. 640. These are the angels. God and the spirit that's joined with God is one spirit. That's right. Now, the spirit of God that dwells in the church is the spirit that come from heaven that God knew before the foundation of the world that rejected the devil's lie. And that spirit had to take a body of flesh. Uh, Do you see where we are going? And that spirit had to take a body of flesh to take his testings. Which body is this? Which spirit is this? He had to come. He had to come flesh like this others did. And all of them put on the equal yoke. This is Somewhere I want to show you. An unbeliever has never been in heaven. An unbeliever will never be in heaven. But the demon that is upon their unbeliever was once in heaven. Let me repeat. An unbeliever does not come from heaven and will not go to heaven. But the spirit that is upon the unbeliever was once in heaven and was rejected in heaven and is not going to heaven. A believer comes from heaven and a spirit, a spirit, a spirit that is upon them and when I speak about a spirit, you'll see where I'm going. The, the spirit, the theophany, the spiritual body that is upon the believer is from heaven and is going back to heaven. Did you, did you see there? He had to come to flesh, because when I say he had to come to flesh like these others did, I don't want you to take this quotation and say, unbelievers are from heaven, they had to come to flesh. No, it's demons upon them that had to take flesh. It's not the unbeliever. The unbeliever does not come from heaven. The unbeliever does not have a theophany. The unbeliever does not have a theophany. Only a believer has a theophany. Uh, Are you still with me? 
If they had theophanies, they would believe. Brother said they can't believe because they've got nothing to believe with because they don't have a theophany. You, you don't believe because you are clever. You believe because you've got your theophany. When you recognize the word of God to be the eagle's food, then you head from your theophany. A believer does not have a theophany. I don't care how you pray. A theophany can never be created now. If it was not there, it will not be here now. But if it was there, it will be here now. What you are here represents what you were there. And the gospel that we preach is not only searching the pews, it's searching the dimensions. It goes beyond hundreds. Oh, brother, a drunkard comes into church. Everybody looks at the drunkard and says there is nothing about this. But once the gospel is preached, it goes beyond the countenance of the drunkard. It goes before, before the drunkard was born. It goes before the mother of the drunkard was born. It goes beyond the foundation of the world. And it finds a drunkard today and says, you were a believer there. And the drunkard said, wait a minute, something moved. What happened? Connection was restored. Don't judge the book by its cover. You don't know where they come from. The Samaritan woman was a prostitute. But she was not a prostitute. Beyond the curtain of time. Hallelujah. Our gospel reaches far. And our gospel reaches deeper. That's why it's difficult for us to give up on people. That's why we will never hear you when we say, there is nothing about that person. No, allow us to preach the gospel. Allow us to search the dimension. They may look weaker. They may look weaker. Year in and year out. And you say, but what's happening? The gospel is still searching. The dimensions. Searching the their original state and one day when they connect with the original state oh brother something changes their attitude changes hallelujah their mindset changes what happened in the beginning was the way the word was with god and the word was god and they are part of that way If we never lost you there, we'll never lose you here. Yes. Brethren, I don't care who best lies. Yes. I don't care who goes back. Yes. I'm not shaken by that. Yes. If they were there, yes. it doesn't matter what happens here. Yes. They will come back whether they like it or not. Yes. We don't judge things based on what's happening on time. Yes. No, sir. Are you still with me? Amen. Question and answers. Next slide. Brother Branham says, When God created me, 
William Brenham, hours before the foundation of the world. He made my being, my, my, I wasn't conscious of anything as far as, far as I know of. I was there. I don't believe you are getting it. But now just a minute. Jesus told the disciples that he knew them before the foundation of the world. And Paul said here that he chose us in him before the world began. Now, there was some part of me, Omen Nivel, the rest of you all here, that in Christ Jesus, before the world ever began, there is a part of you that is in Christ Jesus before the world began. Yes. Are you with me? Amen. Then he says, here is to my analysis of that. I think that the people today that are possessed with this spirit are the spirit. No wonder Paul says, our spirit bears record with his spirit, our spirit, small spirit, and capital spirit bear record that we are his children. Do you see where there is a spirit and there is a spirit. There is this spirit and there is a spirit. I think that people today that are possessed with this spirit or the spirit, a part of this angelic beings, spirits which rotated off of God. That never fell in the beginning, resisted the devil's lie in heaven. Amen. Folks, do you hear what he says here? Amen. Now it brings, you know, I used to worry. Because Brother Brenham says, Everything created has got the beginning and has got an end. Is that a message quotation? Yes. But the Bible says, and God created he male and female. Yes. In Genesis 1:26, he created he male and female. I was always worried with the usage of the term created because the quotation says, everything created has the beginning and will have an end. Now, if Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, man, was created, as the Bible says, he created, he male and female, created, does it mean he's got the beginning and will have an end? Because if he's created, he must have the beginning and he must have an end. But I realize that goodness because the Bible was written and the Bible was translated for centuries through manuscript, some things got lost in the translation. But in the end time, a man comes to the pulpit 
and it says the Bible that you must use, the closest that you can have is King James Version. Why the prophet messenger in the end time, the first thing he teaches us, the right Bible to use. Folks, if you are using new international, throw it away. If you are using it in new gospel, throw it away. Even new King James, King James Version, throw it away. If you want to use the Bible, maybe you think King James is difficult, use Amplified Version. But, in my father's house, there are many mansions. Doesn't make sense to English speakers. You can't have a mansion in a house. Hallelujah. You can't have a mansion in a house. Then Brother Branham comes to tell you what those mansions are. He breaks it down for you. Now, when you say he created he, male and female, it always made me wonder. And still I came to this quotation and I realized that William Branham understood that although he say he created he, male and female, but the right way is not created. They rotated of God. Are you here, folks? Rotated of God. They are as eternal as God is eternal. They are not created because God was not created. But they rotated out of this great being. Who are these people? These spirits. They predestinated. But they were once in heaven. They were once in heaven. And when there was a war in heaven between Michael and Lucifer and between the angels, this side... Brother Cooney, it was us on the side of Michael. But there we were still spirits. And on the other side it was angels. That later became demons. Are you still with me? That today endure sons of men. But in us there are spirits that were there. You know a demon before it fell. You know a demon in its original state. And you resisted to the devil there. Brother, you tell me, brother, I'm fighting against the devil. You're not fighting. You're enforcing the defeat. You already fought before the foundation of the world. You have already defeated the devil before the foundation of the world. When you took sides with Michael, that's brother Branham say, now, do you want to tell me you can refuse to worship Satan there in heaven and you come and worship him here? No, ah, no wonder when the prophet and the pope met. Yes. Hey. And the who was set and said, this is how you will approach him. You will kneel down and kiss his ring and call him father. And when William Branham was taught that, the spirit... That was there before the foundation of the world. The spirit that we stood to Lucifer leaped in Julian Branham and said, No, my child. That is the same demons that you fought there. That's the same demons that you refused to bow down there. And he refused and said, Cancel the appointment. I will not bow down to any man. And as it was with William Branham, so shall it be. With this spirit here this morning. 
they will never bow down to Satan. Satan is a God today. Satan is a God. He's worshipped. Satan is a God. I didn't say he's the God. He is a God. Satan has a church. Satan has gospel music. The devil has musicians. There is no religious activity that the devil is shut off. Devil has got preachers. Are you here, church? The devil has an anointing. Oh, somebody say, wait a minute. What do you mean? Brother, 2 Corinthians. Corinthians 4, verse 1. You may read with me. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. Not walking, in craftiness. Not walking in craftiness. No handling the word of God deceitfully. That means the word of God can be handled deceitfully. Yeah, are you seeing it today? But by manifestation of the truth. Commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. There is a God of who has blinded people. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ who is the image of God should shine upon unto them. This God of this world is preventing them from hearing the gospel. How so? He has already... You know, you know, if you... Maybe if you sell pianos and I get to Brother Chimeza and I sell him a fake piano and he buys it and after he bought it then I disappear and he realizes later that it was fake and you come after with a genuine one do you think it is going to be easier 
to convince him to buy your genuine one. Even when you speak, he remembers you are a trigger point. That's how the other one spoke. It would be difficult for him to accept that after he has been exposed to the shenanigans of the fake one. Isn't it what is happening with this world? Today when you speak about the gospel, people turn away. Rightly so because of the things that they have seen in churches. And they can quote, brother, I was once in church. This, what happened, this, what happened, that, what happened. They don't care what you're presenting at that point in time. They are judging that based on what they were exposed to. And the devil is rejoicing and say they are rejecting you because I've already given them a wrong one before. No one problem says if there is a bogus dollar, there is a genuine one somewhere. If there is a false prophet, there must be a true prophet. If there is a false pastor, there must be a true pastor somewhere. If there is a false church, there must be a true church somewhere. Are you still with me? If there is a false believer, there must be a genuine. And the devil will always show you the hypocrites. Look at that one. Look at the devil will never show you and say, Look at this sister. For a number of years, she has been diligent and loyal to the gospel of Jesus Christ. He will show you a crook one. Look. The devil will never come and testify to you about a genuine material. Why? Because he wants to blind you. For we preach not ourselves. Folks, today, <laughs> someone's today are, pre- are full of people preaching themselves. No one can preach it the way I preach it. The moment you hear that statement, it's pride. It's what made Lucifer to fall from heaven. We preach not our we don't preach our churches. We don't preach ourselves. We preach the gospel. That's so why I, I, I battle to preach about a church because you are never sure about who is in the church. If you can be given the platform in a malatling and tell everybody and say, here's the microphone, speak to everybody in Malatling and you say, Lighthouse is the only true church in Weedbank. They will call you aside and say, Do you know so and so at your church? But if you say Jesus is the true one, no one can dispute it. Uh, are you saying preach Christ? Don't preach people. Don't preach at the church. Preach Christ. Amen. And ourselves, your servants sake for Jesus' name. For Jesus' sake. And ourselves, for Jesus' sake. Amen. Brother, there's a, there's a scripture just came to me now. 
gonna read it before I read two more quotations, then I release you. I think it's in Corinthians, where it says, if they come and bring another Jesus, then what you've already received, you've got it, believers. You've got that scripture. Chapter 11, verse 4. Second Corinthians, ne? Yes. Yeah. You deserve a Coke. <laughs> Second Corinthians eleven. Let's start. From verse 2. For I am, I am jealousy over you with godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to be to one husband. That I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, Whom we, have not, whom we have not preached. Or if ye receive another spirit. Which ye have not received. Or another gospel. Which ye have not accepted. He might well bear with him. Paul is speaking about his fear. That after he's gone, somebody may come and preach another Jesus. Yes. Another Jesus. than the one that you have already had. And, and make you receive another spirit. Because the, Jesus goes with a spirit. Or another gospel. So there can be a gospel that will be preached, but it's not the right gospel. And there could be a spirit behind that gospel that is not the spirit of God. And there could be another Jesus that is not the real Jesus. What, what it tells you, it tells you what Satan failed to do there, he will attempt to do it here. Are you with me? Let's come to this brother. He says, in how can I overcome, paragraph 44, he says, we see this age that we are living in as one of the grandest ages of all ages. It's beautiful, folks. Our age is beautiful. Beautiful cars, beautiful houses, yeah? 
Hey, beautiful clothes, beautiful women, Alles ist prachtig. In our everything looks uh, beautiful. Are you with me? But behind that beauty, behind that beauty, hey. Yeah, it's like having a beautiful woman but that you don't want to be with alone. And everybody says, brother, she's beautiful. But you say, only if they knew. <laughs> I, was a, I was a very small boy, I think 14, 15, writing the message. And there was an elder that I was very close to. And the other time I was saying, you, you know, you've got a, such a lovely, wonderful woman. Then she lo- he looked at me and said, it's not your wife. You don't know her. But the conversation never continued. As a boy, I realized that you. Then I better to see. Was he rejecting the compliment? What's going on? But she, he said, you don't know her. Are you with me, folks? One young man saw a sister rendering an item and said, you, if I get married to this sister, it will be like having a beautiful pirate in the house. She will sing for me in the morning, sing for me in the evening. <laughs> So, so the elderly deacons were looking at him. You are dreaming very well, our son. <laughs> Amen. It's a beautiful age. But what you see is not really what it is. It's very deceiving. It's appealing to the eye. But it's dangerous. Are you with me? We see this age that we are living in. It's one of the grandest ages of all ages. This Laodicea church age is the grandest of all the church ages. Because it's the ending of time and the blending of eternity. No wonder the Bible says the devil is, his wrath has intensified because he knows he's got but just a short time. Because we are now right on the edge where there is a time is receding and now an eternity is ushering in. Then, it's the greatest sinful age. It's more sin in this age than there's ever been. But now, here you think about our young people. What we dealt with was a child's play. I mean, things that I thought were challenging when I grew up, it's a child's play compared to what is happening today. No, no, today things are rough. Uh, Are you with me? Because why? There is more sin in this age 
than there's ever been. The powers, hear what, this is a prophet, the powers of Satan is many times harder to fight against than it was in any other age. Are you with me? It's hard. Folks, it's harder. Don't pretend like it's not hard. It's harder. Because the devil has taken many shapes and many forms. Are you with me? Then he carries on. He says, 45. He says here, back there in early ages, a Christian could, for his profession of being a church, of belonging to Christ, could be beheaded for it. He could be killed and put out of his misery and go to meet God quickly. But now the enemy has come in in the name of The enemy has come in the name of? Not in a tavern. In a church. It's so deceiving. Because it looks like a real thing. It sounds like a real thing. What is the devil doing? I've said it many times. If you're an engineer and you get retrenched as an engineer... You're going to go and venture into business that has got to do with engineering. Because you are taking advantage. You want to leverage on the experience that you acquired when you were still an engineer. Now, the devil was a worshiper. He got retrenched out of heaven. And there is no more vacancy for him. Now he's here lottering upon the face of the earth. Do you think he's going to open a tavern? The tavern he opens it when he's bored. The main mission, open the church. Get people to worship. But turn yourself into an angel of light and present yourself to them and they will worship you. Churches, the devil has got churches all over. Oh, I'm tempted even to think that in recent time, he's even having message churches. I'm going to preach it whether you like it or not. We, we, want, we want the church to be bigger. We don't care, Kune, whether you were married to Sharon. Or if you left Sharon, come, come, come as you are. Come with your wife, a second wife. The bigger the number, the bigger the better. More money. Expansion, this and that. But I'm glad the predestined city will never trap into that junk. Because they know the enemy from there. They will discern that this is not right. It's a gospel, but it's not our gospel. It's a spirit, but not our spirit. It's Jesus, but not our Jesus. The enemy has come in the name of the church. I will, am I reading quotation? Am I reading quotation, folks? It's so deceiving. This is the great age of deception. 
I think that's the title of the message, The Great Age of Deception. It's a, it's a sermon on its own. When Christ said the two spirits would be so close, folks, I don't know. Many times, in certain instances, the shape that the so-called message has taken, I don't think if William Branham can rise from the dead, he will accept it. I think he will disown and say, that's not how I preached it. You are just putting a name on a message that I didn't preach, but this, this is not my message. It has changed form. It has changed in essence. And I've said it, and I know maybe unpopular. There's just a move in the message today to pull people into a cult. You know why? Because we are accused of being a cult. The devil wants to turn us into one, and he knows that we will not reject it because it will be like we are confirming to the unbelievers. But we are not a cult. And this message cannot be a cult. And William Brenham was not a cult leader, but people are wanting to turn him into a cult. How do you identify a cult? It cuts you from your family. It cuts fellowship. We are the only ones. Rest are going to hell. Are you with me? Amen. Then you know this is a cultist. And there is no love more anymore. When it becomes a cult, there is no love. But we are not a cult. Amen. And while I did here, our headquarters is not Jeffersonville. Our headquarters is where? Yes. It's not Jeffersonville. No. Our prophet is who? It's not Joseph Brenham, folks. That is just the son of Brother Brenham. We love him. We appreciate him. But he's, he cannot say anything. Everything that had to be said has already been said. He's a brother like the rest of us. Prophetic office is not a family inheritance. Are you with me? I, I believe in William Brennan because I see him in there. I, be, I believe in William Brennan because I see him in, in the Bible. Hallelujah. I hope we are together here, folks. But love them. This is the great age of ministers. We need to back on the evangelical field. Preach the gospel. The Bible says the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. We need you to hit the road and testify and preach the gospel and bring souls in. They asked Brother Brenham, must we stop preaching? He says, preach. Preach. As long as we are here, preach. Then we need to preach. The two spirits will be so close in the last days. It do. 
Ah, there's a there's a new doctor coming out of out of Malawi. It has become. May God bless Malawi. It has become, um, Brother Masuma would know, it has become very rife in Limpopo, where a man claims that he is the mighty angel. And he took elders that we knew in the message. They are following that man. They say he's a mighty angel. He has identified his mountain somewhere in Limpopo. He says it's more similar like Mount Sunset. And one brother was trying to convince me and gave me a call. But, I, you know, this brother is a teacher. And I said, brother, this one I don't think even needs the Holy Ghost. This makes me doubt you are teaching credentials. <laughs> this, is, this is a crisis. You being a man, you worship another man in Malawi. During lockdown, he can't fly like the rest of the people. But you call him mighty. It's foolishness, folks. We need to call it for what it is. Certain things is not deception. It's just pure foolishness. After so many years, you believe in such? No, 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 no. That means you never understood the message from the beginning. Am I correct, Masum? He got very offended when I told him, I said, you, your mighty angel is very aged. Uh, has, he, has he gone for prostate check? He's got very upset with it. I said, this is what men around that age needs to do. I wanted to bring him to a reality that he's not a mighty angel. This is our brother. He's just a, a, a dangerous fanatic. Uh, folks, we need to return back to the Bible. Yes. Are you still with me? Amen. Let me stop here. God bless you. Let's just worship the Lord.
Dear Heavenly Father, this morning we'd like to thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We'd like to thank you how you came this morning, Father, and spoke to us. Our hearts, Father, are full of joy, are bumbling with joy, Father, because we are surely, surely you've come and you've spoken to us. You've come, Father, and spoken to us and shown us our enemy. Mm. How our enemy operates so that, Father, we are wary of him. Mm. We know his tricks. Each and every trick, Father, that he come and employed, Father, mm. you have came this morning and exposed him. Yes. You, Father, you have came as a revelation to us, but the devil, Father, you have exposed mm. because he's a demon. Mm. And this morning, Father, we come, Father, assured that as we've spoken, we've read on the, the, the spoken word, how can we overcome? Mm. We, we are assured, Father, of victory. Yes. Because, Father, you've came, Father, with a formula of how we can overcome. Mm. Because the only way, Father, we're overcoming is through the word. Through the word that is in your word, that is in your Bible, through the word, Father, that has come and is spoken by your prophet, even through the word, the Father, that is being spoken this morning by the pastor. Mm -hmm. And Father, for that we are grateful. You. You've came, Father, Father, and showed us that you are the light and he's the darkness. But the mm -hmm. only thing, Father, that you've shown us this morning, the very important thing, Father, is that even though you are the light and he's the darkness, you are the creator of all. Exactly. You created the light, you've created the darkness. Mm -hmm. So after all, Father, it means that the devil is under your feet mm -hmm. because he's just a creation. Mm. He cannot create, but he can only pervert. Mm. But Father, he can never pervert those people who rotated off. Yeah, of hallelujah. Him. Because those people are the original creation. Mm. They, are, they, are, they are you, Father. Mm. Because as much as he cannot overcome you, he cannot overcome us. Mm. But because, Father, we are part and parcel of you. We are part and parcel of your spirit. We are part and parcel of your, your blood. We are part and parcel, Father, of your soul. There's nobody, Father, that can come and overcome you. So that even with us, Father, we are assured of victory. That is why, Father, this morning, Father, he can come in the name with the, because Father, this, like the pastor have said, this is the age of deception. Mm -hmm. He can come, Father, with all his tricks, Father, because as a worshiper, before he was cast out of heaven, Father, he can come through the church come as yes. a preacher. But because, Father, you've shown us the formula, mm. the moment he's sitting there behind the pulpit, we can identify that yes. it is him. Because, Father, we can identify you. We can even differentiate between the two, Father. Because, Father, even though, Father, he can be anointed, mm. anointed once at the end time, he can never, Father, come and reach the very pinnacle of the word, which is the perfect faith. Because, Father, because you've told us that perfect faith is perfect love. Mm. That is the only thing that exactly. the devil can never have. Even this morning, Father, we are so grateful, Father, because, Father, we come, we go home, Father, assured that, Father, we are your children. We go home assured that whatever devil we're going to face out there is the very same old devil that has been defeated before the foundation of the oh, world. Yes. And before with your word that you've given us this morning, we will be able to defeat him. May you please, Father, bless the pastor. We know vision has come out of him. May you please, Father, be the horrible father who's going to reveal to him your mysteries while he's there in his uh, study, Father. So mm. that even the next time he'll come, Father, and feed us more, Father. Because, Father, the word, the word teaches us, Father, that we need to be fed yes. all the time. We as she, Father, we need to be fed by the grass that is the word. Mm. Nothing else, Father, can feed us except the word. And nothing else can strengthen us in this battle of this uh, that is life except your word. Yes. We pray, Father, and being think thankful and grateful that you have come this morning and descended and spoken to us. And may you please bless each and every person that has came here. We pray, believing in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Give us two songs and you are dismissed. You have a blessed and victorious week. Amen. Remember the devil is right under your feet. Amen. He may pose a threat, but he's not he's just a bluff. Amen. Amen.
let's see. And those the thingy, they will be going to baptismal services. Uh, service, uh, brother brother will do the, uh, as the honor of baptizing them. But if you are available, let's support the baptismal service. Heaven loves such. God bless you. Two songs and then you are dismissed. Two. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. We are not rejoicing. Or maybe just a sec. Can we use one mic from the brothers? Maybe they can share. I think that mic has got a bit of challenges with reception. Let's increase the volume of brother Clement. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the
take them to the tent meeting. Uh, these, uh, some years back we used to have tent meetings. That's how we used to do it. You know, the other time we were, I was preaching to the, the inmates in Rustenburg. And it was at a, a juvenile correctional center where they keep young offenders. I remember we were there, they were run about. In total, there were 30, it must have been 40, 40 or so. We had no organ, no band. But boy, those boys could sing. They, they sang so freely, like they were not in prison. I remember it was Saturday and Sunday I was in church. Then at church they were singing like they were in prison. Uh, when they say rejoice, rejoice, Samzalwa. This is the only place where we rejoice. Get drunk in the spirit. I, you know, this religion, brothers say, I hate a formal religion. Hallelujah. Even the Jews, when they return back to Israel, you should see on that night how they rejoice. Amen. Now, you can't just say rejoice, just uh, no, enjoy. Amen. Another Malaga is really blessing that, that piano. Yeah, the dexterity with which he plays with the fingers, it just makes me feel like ah, as well I can play it. <laughs> Come with another one. God bless you. Have a blessed week. It was a pleasure being with you. Still looking for key. It might be G. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> 